Everyman Podcast. The Everyman Podcast for everyone and every man. All species, all timelines, all universes. Unix, you're in there too. Anything, anyone, anywhere, anytime, any place. Brown, brown, brown recluse spiders. That's how inclusive we are. Yeah, we're that inclusive. We're brown recluse. We're almost, we're almost exclusive. You could say it's exclusive. That's how brown, inclusive we are. Brown exclusive. A brown exclusive. Yes. <laughs> brown exclusive. Daryl Campbell, as you heard, I decided to mix it up this week with another extractist tune. For our I love intro here. I love it. I, the more funky bass, the merrier. Yeah, the more just the throwing merrier. it out there, you know. So I hope you these enjoyed that. Beasts. We're, uh, you know, we're trying new things, new year, new, mm-hmm. new year, new me, new body, new, uh, you know, new socks, the whole bit, everything, yeah. top to bottom, definitely, soup to nuts. Definitely getting a new body because last time I saw you were, you're slim and trim. I'm man. trying, man. I'm trying. Getting those I'm triangle to, features. I'm trying to, you know, get the striations and the, you know, the uh, upper. Dorsimus connects to the lower Felt. mid-lat, the mid-lat, Dorsimus. the mid-lateralis. Uh, it's all, it's all going to be good there. So, um, yeah, had a hell of a weekend. Uh, we had a great, great time on Sunday. So mm-hmm. this week uh, is an interview with a really cool dude, uh, young man, former NFL player. Um, he spent some time with uh, Houston Texans, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, but what we talk about really at length is his time with the Pittsburgh Steelers. And uh, as you all know, I'm a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So uh, Daryl hits me up one day. I guess it's on New Year's Day. And he goes, yo, I got, I got my buddy Hodge here. He's, uh, you know, uh, he, he got to get him on the podcast. He's, he's never yep. man. So I said, all right, let's do it. So uh, next thing you know, it's Sunday. Hodge comes over. We're hanging out at the house in the game room. We played some Mortal Kombat. Or no, we mm-hmm. didn't play Mortal Kombat. We played Street, Street Fighter. Street Fighter, dude. We played Street Fighter. We talked about playing Mortal Kombat. Then we got yeah. into Call of Duty. Um, we had a good time. We got loose. We we kicked. Uh, we crushed about a case of Mountain Dews, and uh, between the three of us, and then we had uh, an awesome conversation, and, and um, you know, got some you know behind the scenes look at what it's like you know in the NFL now, um, you know, as recently as 2017, and uh, especially he you know he talks about his experience, you know, going man up one on one with uh, you know Mr. Big Chest. Oh yeah, uh, aka you know AB. Tony Two Toes, uh, Tony Two Tap, AB. Tony Tap. You know, and yeah. uh, that's really cool. And that is really cool. You get, he he talks a little bit about what it's like to to play for Coach Mike Tomlin, and um, you know, if if you're not a Steelers fan, you know, um, you'll you'll hate to hear how awesome they are. <laughs> uh, yeah. But if you are a Steelers fan or just a fan of uh, you know hearing a little bit about football even if you're not it's pretty cool to hear um what it's like you know we we get it all all the time with daryl when we're talking to our guests but um you know obviously somebody who's uh got a, a good head on his shoulders he's a hard worker oh yeah and uh you know we ended up we're hanging out you had to unfortunately go go to uh answer the call yeah work do the everyman thing and i was like uh hodge what are you doing bro what do you, what do you got going on after this he's like nothing why what's up i was like you want to come to my parents house it's my dad's birthday we'll hang out yeah, dude. shout yeah, out dude. to my shout out to my uh papo he's uh it's his birthday uh when you, yeah. when you listen to this will be yesterday happy so birthday. Yeah, happy birthday anthony so um yeah hodge is like all right cool so yeah. hodge gets in the car follows us over 
We uh, we had a lovely dinner. We watched some of the Eagles game. We had cake. He had ice cream. We had cake. I feel bad. I bring this elite athlete Dude. over, and Thanks I'm feeding for those him pictures. By the way, like that was that was awesome. Like Isn't he, that had awesome? A, he had a blast, man. The kids looked like. Dude, it's awesome. It was hilarious. It. And I told some of my friends, they're like, dude, what a what a strange life you live. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know? It's uh it's a hell of a journey. The everyman yeah, journey dude. that we're on here, brother. So um, you know, Hodge, thank you, brother, for 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 one Thanks, coming Hodge. over, getting to know you, man. I'm looking forward to seeing you again and hanging out and getting to uh, you know, work on some cool projects. I think we might uh, might be able to collaballate. So I hope you guys though, enjoy this interview. Um, real quick, I gotta yeah. ask you. Well, throw it down. What? Oh, not not even what. Real quick, it's two seconds. I know we gotta go. Um, who's better at Call of Duty, you or Hodge? Oh, me by far. I mean, respect to Hodge. I'm, I'm glad because he's not as good as I am as Street, as street Fighter. He's not as good yeah, as you are. He, dude. By the way, well, yeah, let me. I, out there, Hodge. Just letting you know. People should know. Daryl smoked Hodge. I didn't even. I didn't even want to get it in there uh, on uh, Street Fighter 30th Anniversary Edition on the Nintendo Switch. He he smoked them with multiple characters. It didn't matter. Daryl was busting out combo moves from uh, 20 years ago just from from memory. It was it was a sight to behold. Yeah, it was it was a sight. And uh, yeah, but we we got a little Call of Duty action in. And but you know that's not fair. I mean, I uh, I you know I've, I'm putting the reps in. I'm getting the work in. You know, You're a shark. So, I'm, put, I'm putting yeah. the I'm putting the time in onto this platform. So, uh, but yeah, man, awesome conversation with uh, Alhaz Shabazz, former Pittsburgh Steeler. Enjoy it. I hope you guys get a a little bit of a glimpse into what it's like for a journeyman in the NFL. And uh, with that, we'll we'll catch you guys next week. Cheers. Joining us today on the Everyman Podcast is a Philadelphia native. Former All-American at Westchester, he spent some time with the Indianapolis Colts, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Baltimore Ravens, Houston Texans, and my personal favorite, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Here to talk football, life, and a little call of duty, ladies and gentlemen, Alhaj Shabazz. Oh yeah, the journeyman himself from Philadelphia, baby. Let's do it, man. We the, know we bounced around. The everyman himself in the house. We're here uh, for a rare in-person sit-down interview. Daryl called me up the other day, oh, New, yeah. New Year's morning. It was a little foggy because, you know, I had a few Mountain Dews the night before and, <laughs> you know, I was up late and Daryl's like, bro, sometimes like we, we blow each other up at like weird times. So yeah. like we're always, we're always doing stuff and then like I'll send him 10 text messages and, and, I'll, and I'll call him in a voicemail and he'll do it to me. And it was like New Year's morning, eight o'clock, bro. I got it. We, my boy Hodge, like, we got to do this. Up. We're going to do it. We'll be there Sunday. And I'm like, all right, let's do it. Let's do it. I got, <laughs> I got one eye open, and uh, he says, you know, my, my boy Hodge, you know, played for the Steelers, great guy, every man. So, Hodge, tell us, who are you? What's up? What are you doing? Man, I'm in the house of Dill. That's first of all, That's man. Right. Like, welcome. Yeah. I couldn't, uh, the warm welcome was everything, man. Met my boy DC a little while back. And we kind of just reconnected, man. When I'm trying to, uh, I'm trying to get into the lane he's in right now, man. He's him and my guy Cortland Bragg, man, over at NFL Films, Emmy Award winning. Mm-hmm. Cortland Bragg, I gotta uh, throw that out there, man. But they they kind of taking me under the wing right now, man. This is that transition point in my life. Okay, I'm still healthy. Yeah, you man. know, some injuries took me out a little early, but not that detrimental to where it's though. Uh, I gotta worry about long term mm-hmm. health issues, so. I see a shot. I'm I'm taking it, man. We gone. We gonna go. We gonna push everything we got to uh, do the NFL films thing, or, or you know, whichever. Like in that, 
whole like little entertainment and that entertainment like kind of sure. atmosphere. We're gonna we're gonna tag this with everything we got, man. I feel like this is communication has always been my thing. Uh, I'm ready, man. We're gonna hopefully this time next week or next month or sometime in the near future, man. I'll be uh I'll be working with my boy DC and he'll be uh kind of taking me through. Like what it takes to become the Emmy Award winning producers and everything that you got. Like I couldn't, I can't wait. Don't let me get that one. Like, like I'm gonna need everybody to address me as that <laughs> when we come through. Like I'm like, it's gonna like, be a title. Yeah, it's gonna be a title. Straight title. Well, like you know, see, see how you you bought it in two times, like all American. I'm like, I was like, yeah. And then if I could possibly add. Any award-winning producer to that? Because oh, yeah. they got to say it forever. They got to say it yeah. forever. I'm like, Absolutely. so, like, I need that stable, man. But I'm just, I'm kind of willing to put in the work, man. Whatever it needs, like, whatever it takes to do that, man. I'm trying to be this, trying to be that renaissance man. Yeah, man. that every man. You know, yeah. that every man. Like, like uh, is. this is the every man podcast, man. I'm here, Philadelphia kid, man. Um, I was, I had to be, I had to go through the back door pretty much my entire life. I was a guy not highly recruited out of high school. Uh, didn't get a scholarship offer, except for a partial scholarship offer to Westchester University. Uh, my father, you know, he made it. He made it stick in my head to where, though, like, look, you all, you can't go everywhere you want to go. Sometimes, sometimes you just got to go with who wants you. And at the time, Westchester was like giving me my only way out. Man, I, I was kind of scared. I didn't even know if I was going to go to college at one point. Um, and this is my year. I'm like, I'm dominating dudes that are going Division One. Like, I'm getting up for these games. These guys are going. I'm like, and I'm killing these dudes, and they're just not pouring in. So I'm like, so I'm angry. I'm frustrated. Like, I, I'm 17th. I'm like, I, I, man, I killed this dude, man. How is he going here? And I'm like, I'm like, a little resentment towards him. I'm like, I don't know. My life's going everywhere. Man, my dad, uh, He's getting mad at me. I'm ducking the Westchester coach. I'm like, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not going there. I'm not going there. I'm going Division One. I'm going Division One. That that Division One dream is in my mind. And then we had one long conversation. He made it stick in my mind that if you're good enough, man, they'll find you. Absolutely. So he made it stick in my head. I always, I always made that like since day one. And you go to Westchester. Have have anybody go to the NFL from here since like '98 or something like Lee Woodall or somebody like that? Uh, no, it definitely was Lee Woodall, a good linebacker, he, Super Bowl winner, by the way. He, I actually met him when I um my freshman year. I played with his son. That's what, but just to get back on uh, get back on topic, me and him we we start discussing everything. Like, look, always put that in the front of your mind. Like, this is what we need to go. This is just a stepping stone. Don't get comfortable enough to where it's though, like you forget why you're going to Westchester. I was like, okay, so I'm a heavy speaking into existence type of guy. So we get up there, like, man, like, what you want to do? I'm going to the NFL. Like, what? From here? I, oh yeah, I'm going to the NFL. People are like, hey, yeah, well, good luck with that. It's just like it's like it's not that. We'll see you there. Yeah, yeah. We like. I'm like, yo, man. We duly noted. <laughs> like, like, and you know, you know, we we graduate teachers. You know, just, you know yeah, I got a lot of friends like, that went to Westchester to be yeah, teachers, man, and they, they used to hang out up there. That's they think, man. Like, yeah. want to be a accountant. You know, we got some. We we got some programs to put you in. Them. Hey, uh, 
nah, I'm gonna play football. And then like <laughs> people like, cause I'm like, <laughs> they come off as like humble. They can like, well, you, you know, so if, you know, football doesn't work out. You know. Yeah, they they don't want to say like it's <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> right. What do you want? And then I jump off, and I'm not doing as as good as I thought I would. I'm like, man, I'm not. I'm supposed to be killing these Division Two guys, and it's not working out that way. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and on top of that, I'm getting comfortable. You know, my first semester there, not eligible. Uh, I mess up grades-wise. And I got a letter to my house that I got to first, luckily. Uh, like, yeah, if you don't get over a 2.0 this semester, you will be dismissed from the university. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, gut check time. Mm-hmm. Like, I ripped it up. Threw that in the trash, man. Nobody in my family has ever seen that letter, and it was just like a. And then I, uh, I meet up with my coach, the guy that uh, brought me in, Gerald Tony. He was my, uh, he was kind of my mentor going there because he played in the NFL, so he kind of still knew the vision I was going for. He was like, "Look, everybody not gonna understand what you're trying to accomplish, what you're trying to do, but I've been there, I made it happen. I went to Westchester, and I'm, and I, uh, and I made it to the NFL." So I just stuck by him close. Like, I can't, I couldn't speak to everybody because they wouldn't get, like, what I was really trying to get to. So he comes to me. Are you getting comfortable? How would your family feel about this? How would the, like, like, he know, like, I come from a huge family, by the way, man. Eleven brothers and sisters. Uh, wow. Mom, pop. Uh, my aunts got a lot of kids. Like, we're, like, huge. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just so, I'm like, Aunt's got five. A lot of people looking at you to succeed. A lot of people. And it's like, literally, like, we were, that was one of my tactics. Like, when, when I, like, the few people that did recruit me, I would bring absolutely every, if you came to visit me, I would bring absolutely, I would call everybody up. (laughs) And you will walk into a living room of 30 people, all blood. Every, like. All bl- doing pup, puppy eyes like <laughs> all all hey, blood. Al, Al, Al Quick, put some dirt on. Put some dirt on your face. Yeah. All, all blood relatives, and it, and it was like it was a lot of thinking behind that. It was a. Uh, it's clever, man. Yeah, and it was like, man, if you if you guys get anything like off about this guy, any like we, I really, I got people in my family that's definitely not yes man, but I got people like they they support my decision if that's what I choose to do, and it was. Like, if one person out of this 30 people in this house gets one all five from this guy, I need you to let me know. And it was, uh, and that was the tactic, man. And on top of that, it was, it was some stuff working for me and my family too. It was, it was some method to that madness because you got some of my younger cousins, they've never, they never even thought that far. So even like, my like, oh, he, he coming here so you can go to college. I'm like, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. So like they never seen. I needed them to see that that was actually possible. That was like, like that was something. Yo, yo, man, put that. No, after high school, we going to college. That's the thing. Like whether it's sports or not, you don't need to be around here after like seventeen, eighteen years old. And that was just to see, to show like my family some stuff. So I'm like, cause we had a, we had like we we started we had a college little like little slump in my family. Like a lot of people were going, but we wasn't finishing. So, I, so that was my goal. Yeah. Playing the seed to the, mm-hmm. to the young ones, yeah. So I'm like, my my big brother's the reason I wound up getting to go to school. He didn't finish, but had he not went there, 
Like I wouldn't have went to school. Like anything my brothers, my older brothers did, like I'm so happy they like they made certain choices because that's how much I looked up to them. And my I remember my father having a conversation with my oldest brother. Wasn't the best student at all. And sometimes he had to go. He messed up so much his ninth and tenth grade year, eleventh and twelfth grade. He had to go to day school and night school, like right to uh, what they Damn. call a twilight. Yeah. Like he went to school. All day. All day. He didn't like, eight to six. Mm. Just so he could like muster up enough like to get to get uh get out of that hole he was in. Yeah. And yeah. he was just like, you really don't understand. My dad have, he said, you're the oldest one. He said, even if you don't finish, you have to go. Like, you're the oldest boy. You got to at least go to school. And from seventh and eighth grade, while he went to Delaware State, every weekend, I had to I had to take a bag that was already packed, like to school, like because I wasn't even going home Friday after school. My dad be outside of school. He would grab me, drive me and my uh, other brother right to Delaware State. I need y'all to see what it's like living on the college campus, which which was very difficult for me because it opened up my eyes to stuff that I really. I was unaware, and it was sad. We go up to school. I had no idea that people just speak to people, like, just to check on your well-being. Like, me and you don't know each other. Hey, man, what's going on? I'm like, Yo, you, you know this guy? What's going on? Like, I, like, that was like, uh, I didn't know that. And I know. Now, is that, no, let me ask you. And, and I, you know, I've grown up, you know, and we're we're here in in in, uh, in our home here with my fiance, and in this this town is where I grew up. Okay. So you know, I'm used to kind of a suburban. You know, mm-hmm. everybody's kind of like, hey, and even if you're not, you know, really too involved, you just you say, hey, what's up? Now, yeah. is that? I mean, it's kind of hard for me to relate to that. Um, is that just how you, your neighborhood was growing up? Like yeah. If you if somebody was talking to you, like it wasn't for a good thing. Yeah. It was a. Uh, it was like. If if you were speaking to people where I was from, you didn't know him. And like, yeah, he's not from around here. Like he like he like what is he nervous or something? What you around here for? They start they start they start like what kind of angle does this guy like have? He's up to something. Yeah, okay. like he's up, like he he's nervous. He does, what is what is he up to? It so was, so it was an adjustment for you to kind of go to a college a campus where adjustment. where you have, I guess, strangers kind of helping each other out. Yeah, I've never their seen teachers that are kind of looking after them and Yeah, like the people helping people thing. That was like So when you saw that, did that make you want to go be a part of that? Changed my life instantly. So you so you so your father, life. I'm guessing, your father goes, "Listen, I want you to see this so you understand what you need to work to yeah, get." Work to get. Okay. That's exactly what I I'll never forget we're walking and a guy was like it was nighttime too, like we on the college campus. I don't like it was up. Like what's up? You trying to you trying to get into something? You trying, <laughs> trying to tussle? Yeah, I thought, I thought he was like, I'm trying to, like, yeah, you, you hassling that, us, brother? That's how it is, though. Like, even, like, like, like I'm from Chicago, yeah. and, and I grew up on the south side of Chicago. I didn't get onto the south suburbs until, like, high school. But, like, in on the south side of Chicago, and, I mean, there have been times where Chicago's been the murder capital <laughs> yeah, of the world. Man, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, for me, like, if you're walking, if you're, like, off 55th and Ada or, okay. you, you know, like, you know, off 73rd or, or anything like that. And for those who are from Chicago, you know what I'm talking you know about. what I'm talking about. If you are walking down the street and somebody acknowledges you and they're not from where you're from, the next question you're going to get is, what set do you claim? Mm-hmm. And if you don't answer that yeah. that appropriately, <laughs> you might not yeah. see tomorrow. Yeah, you so might like, not go I home. Mean, it's, it's a real thing. 
It really is. And my brother, my, my brother smacked me upside the head. I never forget, like instantly, like what's up? What you want? Smack yo, man. He just speaking to you. I said, blew my mind. I'm like mm-hmm. people just speak to people. Like I'm like, life was never the same ever since. I was like, I can. It almost hurt me to see how small minded I was. I was like, dang. Like how bad is where? Like what am I? Get, what have I gotten accustomed to? To where is though? Like I'm this oblivious to what's going on outside of my city. Well, that's the cool thing about what what we're doing here on this. Not not necessarily this specific conversation, but mm-hmm. just what we do, Daryl and I do in general here on the Everman is that, you know, here we are. You and I, you know, I, I just turned thirty. You're you're twenty seven. You're we're close in age. You probably grew up thirty minutes. Not far at all. You know what I mean? It's not far. Right down ninety five from me, and it's right there. It's crazy, but it's it's so it's so different. And the thing that the thing that unites us is stuff that you don't even it's it's not how you look it's not how you walk or what you're wearing or, or you know here we are you know got daryl yourself and myself and the, my fiance was in here and we're bonding over mortal Kombat and crazy. call of duty and all these things and, and you start to break it down and it's like there's so many ways to divide you know and especially from a visual standpoint i'm gonna agree that it's almost like you got to go out of your way to try and want to be connected to people almost definitely and and like i love being able to hear your you know your perspective on on growing up because when i travel i feel like i when i get out when i get the further away from philadelphia get i notice more of the philadelphia Mm -hmm. traits and like you say when i'm down in the south and somebody walks up to me and they're we just look at him like what is this fucking guy (laughs) talking to me about you know like literally we were my band we were in a walmart you know, in this in Winston Salem, North Carolina, and this guy comes up to us, starts talking, and we're like, "Do we have something on our backs? Like, what are you? Why are you talking to me right now?" Right. And then, like, that's you know, that's when I started realizing, like, oh, I'm in a closed off. As much as I think I'm worldly, yeah, you know, I'm in a little ecosystem, and you know, we're all we all are. And then when we start trying to put our bubbles together, we find like, oh shit, you grew up like that. I grew up like this, but we both love Street Fighter. You know what I mean? Right. That, like when you find those little, Absolutely. yeah, I'm like, that's, that's big, man. I'm like, yeah. when you go, uh, like now that I've been like, I've been, I've been around now, and I'm like, but the crazy part is, I went 45 minutes down the street, like a half hour away. Like, my yeah. like, can stuff be so close and so different at the same time? Listen. But what I don't Absolutely. do, I don't I don't let people affect me. I don't let people affect how I treat them now. Like literally now I go back, try to change people one at a time. That's how you have to do it. I and, and that's that's mm-hmm. I, I just had this conversation last night where I was talking about grudges and, and meeting Daryl and, and and building this relationship together with Daryl has changed me in a bunch of different ways. How I view sports, how I view being a professional, okay. just just a man in general. But one of the things Daryl kind of put in my radar is that, like, if if say you and I have have a beef, mm-hmm. I'd much rather now be the person that's always open to reconcile. So like, I'll invite you over to a barbecue. I, like I know that. we have a problem, but I'm gonna invite you until you come. I'm not gonna be the one to not invite you. That's the way to go about it. You know what I mean? Because like you're saying, change them one by one. Because then eventually that person's going to keep getting those invitations or they're going to keep getting those text messages. Yep. Up, you know, And 
then they're going to realize, oh, wait a minute, I'm the one that's holding hey. this yeah. back. You know, it's all about progress. And then you put it together, and it's like, you know, whether again, whether it's football or you know the professional environment. I mean, these are these are universal issues that everybody has to deal with. Whether I mean, we have guys on that are professional musicians, literal rocket scientists, and everybody's <laughs> pro football players, pro wrestlers. Everybody's dealing with the same things. Yeah, you know, I mean, different walk of life, but you, you you're similar in a lot of ways that you probably not you really don't realize. And I'm like, so now I got to walk up to people. And like I see people much older than when I figured it out. Yeah, I was 13 years old, and mm-hmm. and now I'm 28. I'm speaking to older people. Hey man, how you doing? They just ghost me, walk right past me, and I, and I just laugh because I'm like, it's, it's crazy, man. That you could be. It don't matter how old you are. You could really be stuck in a frame of mind. I know, I know people, man, 40, 45 plus years old. Never really seen the outside of Philadelphia, man. It's just. Well, do you ever watch Always Sunny in Philadelphia? I've only seen a few episodes. So the running, there's one one of the running jokes on the show because they're all from, well, not all of them are from the area, but the the guys that created the show are from the area. Mac, um, Charlie, his character is that he's never left Philadelphia, and like anytime, anytime <laughs> they try to like leave or they like they make it to Atlantic City, like he has to like he has to like knock himself out so that he that he can do the travel. Like yeah. it, but it's it's like. It's a perfect example because there are a lot of people yeah. that just like they've been, you know, that. they've been in Philly forever. They've never gone <laughs> yeah. anywhere. They've maybe gone <laughs> to Wildwood or something. Only know it. Only know. I was yeah. like, you'd be surprised, man. Like how you like your whole thing on life, man. I'm like, I, it's just little stuff that makes me want to get out. I mean, I'm a food connoisseur, man. I love yeah. food. Yeah, you got to get buddy. beyond the cheesesteak. Exactly. Yeah, buddy. So I'm like, how you don't want to just see how other people like? It's eat. like they got roast pork here too. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you go to you go like to Virginia and like I remember um, in Notre Dame, one of one of our um, fullbacks. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> name. I'm not names. gonna put the name out there, but um, he was re- he was he was from Virginia, and his deal was squirrels. Like mm. like like man, squirrel meat is good eating. So we're like, <laughs> oh, that's great. That's 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 okay. okay. Cool. You know I mean? And then, and then the next thing you know, like he's inviting you over to you know his off campus apartment, and he's just like, hey, you guys want some of these squirrels? And we're like, casually. First off, rack of squirrel. Where did you get this from? And secondly, he's like, oh yeah, on camp. He goes, yeah, on campus. And then like after we've already eaten, we're just like, like, yeah, man, those squirrels out there, good knee. Those are big. We're just like. Please tell me you didn't sacrifice our on-campus squirrels for this delectable meal. And he's just like, yeah, why? You can't do that? No, you, you, you shouldn't be able to. Campus, no, campus can, squirrels like, are protected. This, this, is, this, yeah. is, this is campus it's squirrel. squirrel. It's good campus squirrel, but this is campus, campus squirrel. squirrel. <laughs> you can't do that. You shouldn't At do Notre that. Dame, imagine those people there seeing that guy running around right. trapping squirrels. Trapping squirrels. <laughs> Needless to it's say, like he in, stopped, a, but. in the water boy when she's feeding the snake. She's like, mm, yeah, I think that was his knee. <laughs> like, well, they don't have knees. Yeah. So like, oh, okay, what condiment uh, goes on squirrel, dude? Like, oh, you, barbecue. You, 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 yeah, barbecue. Swear you, my dog. <laughs> I like it. No, I got oh, a man, smoker see, out I back, need... dude. Listen, see, I got a smoker out back. I could. You give me. You give me twenty minutes in a squirrel. I could. Uh, I could, could work, figure out what could, to do with it. We could work some things yeah. out. Little you know pep- what I'm saying? How's the, you know, how's the texture? Like, is it like 
I would imagine it's stringy, right? Dude, dude, it's a little stringy. It's a little okay. stringy. But but the thing is, is like those some of those on campus squirrels. <laughs> some of them fat were, were, were you know kind of debo. They, they, like, they, they had some muscles. He was so feeding I mean, a little bit more consistency. He's probably he's probably learning them in feeding them oh, cherries yeah. every day. I, I can only say this after the fact. I'm not like if okay. like back then I'm like, man, hey, listen, yeah. we gotta make sure we don't tell people we no, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, that's, that's let's 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 tread softly. You're past you're past straight from the basilica. Camp squirrel. And they're they're Catholic squirrels you're eating. Oh yeah, seriously, the holiest squirrels around. <laughs> yeah, the the statue of limitations is passed. Oh, for on, sure. Uh, South yeah, yeah, you should be good. I think you should be good. Yeah, you should. Yeah, yeah, I you should, should be all right. Yeah. So, so after you get, you go through the recruitment process. You find your way to the NFL. Now, if you guys, you guys want to learn more about Hodge's other stops in the NFL, type his name into YouTube. There's some awesome videos with with our Emmy Award winning friend there, Cortland. And uh, he talks a little bit about that Westchester career. And so I want to talk about the thing that I'm, you know, an expert in uh, that we could talk about. You know, I'm a I'm a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan. So um, you get into the league, you find your way through a couple teams, you have some experiences, you're you're. You know, one of my favorite expressions is the cup of coffee, right? So you, 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 oh, you, 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 a cup of coffee. Nice little cup of coffee. Yeah, I, yeah, I heard yeah. that the first place I heard that is in pro wrestling. <laughs> They'll be like, yeah, I was in, yeah, I went up to WWE for a cup of coffee. And it's, you know, it's, it. it's like, all right, sounds good. So you go to Indy, you go to, you go to Tampa, you're, you know, you spend some time in Houston, uh, and you find your way to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And, um, every Steelers fan knows that, that the defense there, uh, is, it's kind of what they're known for. Yeah. Overall, past generations, you know, back to the steel curtain all the way through till today. And you were there at a period where um, it was kind of a, who am I to say, transitional yeah, period. But you had uh, a team that was, had really was that had guys like James Harrison, William Gay. Um, they were the kind of the old guard. And then now you have, I mean, Cam Hayward was just. All pro, voted all pro. The guy is a fucking beast. Yes, he is. Love that guy. Ironhead individual. He does. Yeah, he's a big man. He Marsh. does uh, great stuff for for the community there. Great see, guy. See him at the the children's hospitals all the time and stuff. Awesome dude. But you have these new young guy and and even like he was kind of coming in trying to get his spot right. And you have all these interesting. You were on a team with a lot of interesting characters. So you got, yeah. you know, on defense. Like I said, you got James Harrison, yeah. who's one of the most uh i don't even want to say feared i mean he's the most respected one yeah. of the most respected defensive mm-hmm. players i mean when you think about like lawrence taylor yeah ray lewis reggie white you could james harrison him in that. you yeah, know what man. i mean like i i think it's i think you could put him in there so what is it like coming into a team as a guy like you said you're there with your hat on your, your head's down you're here to work you had to earn your way in there you're not guaranteed anything past tomorrow and Here's James Harrison. Here's somebody like William Gay at your own position. A guy who I, as a fan and somebody who uh, enjoys the history of the game, he always struck me as like a player coach type of guy where he was very uh, involved. And uh, I always, spot on. I always have a soft So we're going to talk about William Gay. I got a soft spot for him. Um, what's that like coming in? You got these legendary defense players, not to mention you got Coach Mike Tomlin, who's everyone, again, who am I? But I would think everyone in the NFL, every young NFL player, they want to play for Coach Tomlin. They want to play for Coach Belichick, yep. John Harbaugh. Like, I mean, he's one of those guys that everyone wants to be around, and he's got, he's got the hardware to back it up. He really does. Mm-hmm. So, what's that like, man? Tomlin. Well, all of it. Get, just tell me, tell me what it was like thing? coming in as coming in as a young guy to that team. You know, whatever you can tell me about about that experience. I'll let you know how I, the first time I go to Pittsburgh, 
after I got cut by Indy. Two days before training camp, I work out with Pittsburgh. And they said, they said, look, man, we love you. We got to make a few moves. Just stick with us. Like, we, like trust me. Like, Be we, patient. Just be patient. We're going to come get you. And I'm like, you know. You're just going into one ear and out the other. At this point, man, I don't work out for the Giants. I don't work out for this guy. I'm like, I'm like, you know, just tell me whatever you need to tell me. Like, so I can, just where's my plane ticket? Let's roll out of mm-hmm. here. You know, hopefully I can get something from the calf before I roll out. And right afterwards, I go right to Tampa Bay. Have an awesome workout. Now, that was Raheem Morris era, right? Mm-hmm. And he's he was one of Tomlin's. He was. Uh, he was there. At, at, was that? Uh, no, Lovey. Well, wasn't Tomlin. In he was Tampa, in Tampa yeah. and Raheem was wasn't he one of like the he was like way yeah he was there, young right yeah right well he was way down yeah. when I was way in Tampa, you were there right was, yeah, yeah. Like Lovey Raheem Morris and Tommy right? was the guy mm-hmm. under Lovey uh, yeah well Lovey wasn't when, when when I came in the league in, in 03, Lovey was coming into Chicago so in oh in two thousand seven uh, Raheem Morris was underneath Gruden for those last two years before he got out of there so you you when did you get to Pittsburgh I got to Pittsburgh. Sixteen, yeah. So I mean, it was, sixteen. Yeah. yeah. So you got, and where did I go? Boom. Uh, I go to work out for Tampa Bay. This is right after I, I just left Pittsburgh, right to Tampa Bay. And I have the workout and whatnot. They like, look, man, we going. We like you, man. We going. We going to sign you, man. Just uh, go chill at the hotel. Uh, we'll write everything up. And just go kick it at the hotel. I'm like, man, cool, man. I'm back in the mix. Get to the hotel, relaxing. Get a phone call. One of Pittsburgh scouts called me himself. Like, yo, he caught excited. Yo, man, didn't I tell you we was coming back to get you, man? You probably thought we was playing, man. Like, yo, man, pack your stuff, man. You coming to train camp, Pittsburgh stuff. I was like, he must have, like, heard, like, the airy sounds. He said, what happened? Where you at? I said, I'm in Tampa Bay right now. He said, they sign you? I said, we're supposed to do some paperwork stuff in the morning. He said, one second. Let me uh, I go call your agent and call me right back, and then I'll talk to him. Then it was, So I called my agent. I said, yo, man, Pittsburgh trying to sign me right now, but, you know, Tampa Bay saying, like, we got to, like, we're good. Like, we're going to sign in the morning. And my agent hit me back. Like, nah, I told him we're going um, we to kick it in Tampa Bay. Like, they should have signed me at the time, and. So your agent wanted you to go to Tampa? Yeah, because he felt like they passed. If they uh, wanted you, they should have taken you. Yeah, they should have let me leave the facility. And the first training camp, man, I felt like went well, man. Like, I didn't – I'm like, I got – that's when Jameis first got there and everything. I'm like, I really felt as though I put my my best foot forward, man. I'm talking I got vets walking up to me like, yo, like, what you going to do with your first NFL check, man? You going to do something for your mom? You going to do this? I'm like – and like the vets in Tampa Bay uh, at the time, I keep Talib was there, right at the time. Uh, Mike Jenkins, uh, ATV, my man Altron Werner, uh, who I'm missing. I'm missing somebody. He gonna get me for it. What was my boy at the time? Uh, one of the other starting corners, and they were like really bringing me in, man. I'm I'm kicking it with uh, Vincent Jackson, man. Invited us out to his restaurant, man, which is a heck of a spot down there. I'm like. It started to feel real kind of like you know what this this is this is yeah Tampa is a beautiful yeah. clear water can't beat that beach man still Mabry yeah like I'm like <laughs> I said like you know what you got this? a boat in the end zone shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm like yo this really I'm like, yo, this this really might be it 
get that call. Yeah, we're gonna you know we're gonna go in another direction, man. We like you, you're talented, but uh, like nah. Wow, so Tampa came back and said they changed your mind? Nah, like we go through training camp and I just don't make it. Then this is where I had to like we going we gonna see where your confidence is because. I mean, my exit meetings are like, yeah, man, so what are you going to do with the, the rest of your life, pretty much? I'm like, holy. So you see, like, what, I can't continue playing football? Like, like good luck elsewhere? Or, like, they like, no, what are you going to do moving forward? Like, you know, what's your plans? Like, like hold up. I said, well, I'm going to keep attacking this thing. You know, I appreciate it and everything. And I got home, I want to say, August 30th or – probably September 1st, and i never forget how my phone was going crazy. Since then, I didn't get another phone call or another text message until February when I get signed by the Pittsburgh Steelers. But in, the, in that little, in that mix, I come home, everybody can see it on my face. My family gets together, and my, my dad, like, he's like, He's leading the charge, like, look, you go at this for as long as you feel like you want to go at this. Mm-hmm. We got you. He picks up overtime. My younger brother go gets a job. My wow. older brothers go get jobs. My youngest, like, like I never seen, like. So your family rallied around you to keep yeah. you, to be I, able to keep training and stay in shape. And and it, it did something to me. I was wow. like, I never, like, I knew, I'm like, yo, I knew, like, family is family, but, like. I got the chills right now even talking about it. I'm like, yeah. me too, I said, man. I said, y'all really want me believe to in you, bro. Yeah, so, like, that was like, how can I not? Like, I'm like, so I'm like, I'm just working out. Don't know when I'll get a call. Yeah. It's October. Staying in shape. November rolls around. So where are you doing that at? Like, uh, Planet Fitness? Where are you going? Not, not a dollar to my name. Like, they're, they're like, they're just making sure I eat right. and get to places. I'm like, <laughs> right. I got we got some dumbbells. My brother's an inspiring personal trainer right now. Stuck out, stuck it out with him a whole lot, hitting the field. This was like all, like I know when people say like from the muscle, but it was like literally. I'm talking about when you get into a thousand pushups a day, you popping up six in the morning. I'm not gonna lie, you hit some, you hit some rough spots. Like why am I working out? Right. Like why should I? Like I'm up six in the morning. Like somebody, yeah. like somebody called me recently. Right. I ain't had a call in two months. Why am I even like? Yeah. Like you hit some real rough spots, some low spots, stick to it. Like, man, my whole family, just everybody just picked up jobs so I wouldn't have to do. Yeah. So your family kind of pushed you. Pushed it. Pushed you through that. I think we like, uh, need to get them on. The oh, yeah. They, I have to get a, that's, that's yeah, have to get a few way. more microphones, yeah, I, man. Like, no, <laughs> you know? seriously. And, and we, we, do, we do good conversation, man. So, like, they would be, they would be open to the opportunity, man, if we ever <laughs> wanted to do a part two of this I thing. I love it. Man. We will. So. I'm so, like, so you're pushing through, pushing through, pushing through all these workouts. You're you're kind of doing it Rocky Four style, you know. You're you you yeah. dumbbells and you know. February rolls around, right after the Super Bowl, I believe. My agents both called me. I had uh, two guys represent me at the time, but they worked together as a team. They're like, and they they got some some real giddy. I'm like, I'm like, hold up, man, this. Might be the call. This might be the call we looking for. What's going mm-hmm. on? And man, we got a, the Pittsburgh Steelers should be calling you in a, in another few minutes. And then they hit me while they're on the phone. I said, like, "Hold oh, this number right here." I pick up the phone. 
hey, uh, how you doing, man? We want we want to fly you out tomorrow. You want? I was like, soon as they said we're gonna fly you out tomorrow, I said, that's why you stay ready. Like it was like. I could have legit felt sorry for myself if I didn't have. That's where like I'm like, yeah, family is that. Mm-hmm. Like, or that's even if it's not family, that support system is everything. Cause I get out there and I blow the workout out the water. Like, yo, you in shape? Like, like you ain't put on pads since August 30th. And like you, like I'm, I'm like going out my way. Even if I catch, like I'm not a. Even every we doing ball drills. If I catch a ball, I'm sprinting to the end zone every single time. Finishing like, all the way. It's oh, like yeah. they. It's like Forrest Gump. Just for yeah. Like early on, I seen it. They just thought it was like some stuff that was going to wear out entire workout. I'm like, because not only am I hungry, I'm. I was angry. I was highly upset. Yeah. You feel like you got what a raw deal? Yeah. So I'm highly upset. And then, then on top of that, they bring me in. Oh yeah. Oh. Real quick side note, I have, I'm a guy that doesn't delete anything. I have text messages from 2013. I'm like that too. I got text messages yes, sir. from 2013. And That's why I have to keep getting the big fucking iPhone <laughs> the storage because yeah. I, I have text messages for like the first text message my fiance ever sent me. I'm like, for whatever reason, like I'm one of those guys, I can't sleep. Let's look through some old stuff. Let's, yeah. yeah. That's Mo- my get thing. that motivation. Yeah. So- I can show you right now where people didn't text me. Mm-hmm. Like then the last time you texted me was August 30th. Oh, wow. And now you text me on February 4th. I knew you was going to do that. Yeah. And Did you? Was, yeah. And the, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's just pull up the. Uh, that must be why you didn't. That must be why you didn't talk to me. Yeah. You was, knew I was working. It was crazy. I'm just like, I'm like, but, you know, I expect people to be people. I'm not like a real. Like, yeah, they're like, you really. You know, we wasn't that for me to be like angry with you. It was just like it's just humorous. Yeah, yeah it was humorous. Cute. It was a, it was an eye it was an eye opener. Like, but it's like I was I always dealt with things on a more like quieter, yeah, on a more quieter thing. Like I had um, I'll, I'll get into a story about that later. Like how people wanted me to be more like out, like spoken and stuff like that. Like just with what I was doing, I'm like. I had a good friend of mine. He's actually coaching for the uh, coach for Chicago Bears right now, Ronnell Williams, and he's he like stapled into my mind like, yeah, man, if you're doing what you need to do, it'll speak loud enough for you. Like I felt like I didn't have to come across and and give and give out all that. So I never told anybody I signed with Pittsburgh. Absolutely no one. I think I, I talked to my dad initially. Like, yo, we good. I just, I just shot him a text. Like, yeah, we we, we sticking around. We. And but that's the off season, so I got to fly back home. If you familiar with the flight from Pittsburgh to Philadelphia, it's like twenty minutes. <laughs> like, <laughs> like you might could. Like I literally think you, it's like twenty eight minutes yeah, in, like, in the air. Yeah, it's like, like twenty eight minutes. Like you might could listen to half an album. Yeah, like half yeah, a podcast. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Like like maybe. So yeah. Like yeah, he catch a nice oh, we're, we're starting our descent. Yeah, like, I, I couldn't believe. Like I couldn't get half a night off, and we landed. I take my phone off airplane mode, maybe 30, 40 text messages. Mm-hmm. And the social media thing is going absolutely crazy. I'm, I'm like, I needed that because if that wouldn't happen, I was like, I, I didn't have to decipher like how this life was, who who this who was that person. Like from then on out, I was like, I know how I'm going to carry this thing. Because like, yo, like 
Because like, I, I had people like, yo, man, don't forget about us. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You. Who are you again? Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> like yeah, like, did you forget about me if this don't work out? Yeah, yeah. Seven months ago. So, man, we, now, was, now everything, they, everything me and my family talked about, okay, it came into fruition. So, okay, we got the opportunity again. Took long enough. We going at it. Me and my brother. We're going crazy going into it. Then uh, I wound up getting, uh, we scraping up a few dollars. Now I can get to my training sessions. Now I could uh, go to my. Um, so even when you're signed, you're still not getting. Still. So still, you signed for nothing. Yep. Signed for absolutely nothing. Let me tell you man. something. As a professor, and this is something that, uh, this is why I feel such a camaraderie with you guys, is because you know how many like professional music things that would shock you that were for nothing? that i've done you know what i mean and it's oh yeah and it's like i'll tell you about it after the podcast and it's like like that's what's so uh similar about these lines of work like entertainment is entertainment like they're we're all getting it raw it doesn't matter unless you're that one percent everybody's getting it yeah everybody's getting it so that's interesting so you get signed and you don't get so they they don't say okay hey haj come on work out in our training center like Get get a condo, get an apartment, whatever. <laughs> it's just like we'll see you in August. Yeah, it's not it's not what you think, man. Uh, for me, uh, OTAs. So I'm gonna uh-huh. see you guys in a few months. Okay. in February. So like rookie training camps and all that stuff. So yeah. you don't even have a number, or if you do have a number, it's a number that's a temp number. They give you yeah. like number seventy six or yeah. something. Yeah. And I come in with forty four. I'm like, yeah, that's not gonna work. These guys think they're gonna cut me already. You know, mm-hmm. I play the I play D back. I play corner. I'm out yeah. there. I'm out there with a good linebacker, fullback. No, I was like, "Hey, Lee Flowers, uh, he he won number, I think he was forty for the Steelers back in the day. He was on the '95 team. I love the good football players with the odd numbers. Well, it's like uh, Minka Fitzpatrick said he's going to keep the thirty-nine. Keep the thirty-nine, all pro man. Why not? I was like, "Yeah, I keep the thirty-nine. That's my boy. I keep that dude. He ball player, man. I like him. He's I like him. He's savage ball player. So, so to get back to to talking about personalities." Because I'm 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 curious because this could this is something that could help our listeners with, you know maybe they're getting a new job and we got a lot of young athletes that listen to this yeah. you know maybe they're they're coming on to new teams and stuff how do you deal with like I said you got that aura of James Har- like I I love watching James Harrison's Instagram back in the day when yeah. he was like they would let him do ridiculous shit because mm-hmm. like they because he was James Harrison and he'd be in there lifting you know. Doing like push up, he was doing push ups with yep. people on his back. Yep. Like Cam Hayward's on his back, and he's doing push ups with a fifty pound plate. Like, how do you deal with like? Okay, I got to do my thing. I'm in a not only like, you're not getting paid. You you're pretty much broke. Over here's multi millionaire yep. AB. Here's multi millionaire okay. big Ben Roethlisberger it's with so two crazy. rings. These huge these huge personalities. We got to be there. You got to be in the gym lifting by six. Yeah, I walk in there, Debo, James Harrison, pouring in sweat. When by the time we walk in at I, six, like so, I, you get there at six. He's already been there. I'm trying to, I'm trying to overcompensate. So I'm like, oh, you can't five forty five thinking I'm like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm coming yeah. to put this work in. Now he's drenched in sweat already. Already, like, and he's got that mystique about him. So you don't, you don't walk up initially and just like try to be super buddy. If buddy there's with James Harrison, I guess dripping. I guess, with sweat, like he's already. There's no way you can get this in 20 minutes. Hold on, like how yeah. long have you been here? And then yeah. I'm like, I, I tapped the train. Like, how long he's been? I oh, got in here about 4:30, and we gonna. Okay. That's why James Harrison played till he was nearly 40. Yeah, at so a high level. I seen that. That was no mistake. Like 
I literally seen him put that in. I was like, yeah, I got it. That blows my and they mind. tried, and they sent him to NFL Europe. Yeah, they give him, <laughs> they give him the paper. They they give us a paper. They got like this. Is what we need you to do today? They wouldn't dare give that guy a workout sheet. No, <laughs> no. I bet he would crumple it up, and throw it right come, back in their face. He'd like, probably tell them, "Listen, like, this was my warm up <laughs> four hours ago." So, yo, and, oh, and he's there till you leave. So it's like you got here at four thirty, and you leave, and when, when we he go. cuts the lawns too, that's true, right? It's crazy. He really, you all really saw him do that? I only seen him do it. I think I, that I, I heard about it, and I don't know if he was playing around, but he was out there once. I'm like, but I wound up rolling out. I didn't stick around to see if he followed through with it. I, I saw um somebody at uh, what is that the uni- the university the college they do the mm-hmm. training camp. They they were saying that oh he does it like it's yeah. it's real. Yeah, he does uh, this every year. What's that Latrobe? Latrobe, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yo, special place because when you get there, oh, all, they they love the Steelers, man. When they I got tell great fans. you. All bets is off, man. That's a everything is right here. So many people show up, and it's like, okay. And I walk in Latrobe. Okay, we got AB. You got Big Ben. Like these are their this their crowd. AB catches a three yard hitch route and warm ups. They go berserk. I was like, I was like, holy! I said, so you got AB. You got James Harrison. You got all these people. I just so happened to be lucky enough to be in the room with Will Gay. And I didn't go to many people. I'm like, he seems like, he seems like a cool dude. Hey, hey OG, man, uh, how you think I should go about this? How you think I should go about that? Like, I see how you make plays when you're looking at this three-step and you're doing this and you find. And slowly but surely, he started working me in and stuff, working me in and stuff. Another guy, Mike Mitch, was there at the time. Mike Mitchell, yeah. I was safety. just lucky enough to have those two dudes. Like, really just... But and it was like given to the the entire defense. Like it wasn't no, like you here to take spots. Like go ahead, young and like go. Well, there's a. I think the Steelers have a. And this is again, what do I know? Sitting here with two NFL players, but (laughs) when you look at like the teams that are consistently successful, the reason I've always thought of the reasons Pittsburgh's successful is because they build. Like they know they're gonna continue to play football every right. year, and they want to compete every year. They're not thinking about like only this year or only next year. Right? It's like that's definitely not the mentality. So like they are, and and you look the secondary over the last couple of years. Like, like I said, you were there when it was in in between yeah, transition. But yeah. you had like Mike Mitchell who came in from Ryan Clark, yep. and Ryan Clark came in from Chris Hope. You know, like. Dang, people didn't yeah, people man. didn't think like you know Chris Hope was a stud. Went down to Tennessee, still had a great career there. Um, but they've always done that where you have uh, the next – they've been good, at least externally it seems, of yeah. getting the next generation ready. And now you see, you know, they got Joe Hayden in there. They do. Who's playing good ball. He's playing great ball. And I, I love that he's, you know, got an opportunity hopefully next year to get, get, get to uh, sniff the playoffs a little bit. But Yeah, I was glad to see him, like, get into a, a, a winning organization. Yeah. Like, man, the work he was putting in while he was over there in Cleveland. But they uh, hand that down. Like they're yeah. not they're not one of those teams like I'm not gonna do because like you heard the rumors like uh, Brett Favre was like I'm not here to teach Aaron Rodgers how to play football yeah. and it's like well oh okay then and it does exist and it does exist man you got some older dudes man it's just but contrary to popular belief everybody's not a old man like look they just they that confident they skill like look I could teach you everything I know but I'm still go out here yeah I still got work job. to do yeah yeah so I'm a, I'm still go out here and get the job done and now. Latrobe, like OTAs and everything was good. Made a couple plays, uh, didn't get cut. You know, made made a few plays enough. 
Uh, got some eyes looking and everything. Still coming training camp, the very last defensive back on the chart. And I'm I'm getting like three reps of practice. And we're out there for three, two and a half, three hours. Mm-hmm. And you expected like those three reps. But that's where that mental that's where that mental toughness comes back because just like you said, why am I waking up at six o'clock in the morning? Exactly. Well, you could stand there and and dick around with your teammates and be like, "Yo, man, what are we doing after this?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let's go to the. You could be. You see those guys doing it, and then that's that's why you know, like I said, I I remember seeing you in that game against the Jets. Like, like that's why when you had an opportunity, and that's what it seems like. You every time you have an opportunity, you take it because you stay. Ready. Yeah, man. Opportunity was very seldom, man. It was it just so happened. I go to I go to Will Gay. And he's like, You know how you you know where you gotta make your bones at? I'm like, what? Like one on ones. Like that's the only one they can't take it away from you. Yeah. You get those reps. If you go back, I have the I have it in my phone, I have a picture of it, I uh I find it, I'll show you. And one on one wins throughout the entire team. I led the entire team with uh the most one-on-one, the most one-on-one wins, like the wins, the losses ratio, mm-hmm. and then coach was like, "Yeah, man, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna get you in there a little bit more." When that, when that stat came out, like we a couple weeks through the training camp, and and like I remember a guy, he was writing, he was like, "An unlikely leader is like it's not <laughs> unlikely to me, man." Yeah. I'm busting my, well, bust it, my it, ass and, out and the at the Steelers training camp, they have that goal line drill yeah. that they, that's mm-hmm. like famous seven shots, that, baby. And I'm sure I'm sure yeah. a lot of a lot of teams do that, right? I guess that's a, a yeah. common thing. But like for whatever reason, because it's in Latrobe, you get it's you know again Western Pennsylvania. This is like high school football. This is like Friday Night Light shit. Yeah. Yeah. You got people out there that like they're it might as well be the AFC Championship. Yeah, game. right. Yeah, and it's huge. And like um, there's been like legends made. In those training camps, right. and, and Steeler fans would always hear like, "I don't know, man. Uh, what was that kid? The uh, sh- uh, small running back. He was there when Todd Haley was there. Uh, real fast. He was like five foot six. They're like, I don't know, because he did Is like it not Archer. Yes, Dre yeah. Archer. Yeah. Dre yeah. Archer. He was fast. They were like, but Dre Archer had like two touchdowns in one of those things, and they're like, I don't know, man. It's gonna be. And then like, and then it's like it didn't it didn't pan out the yeah, way that everybody out. thought it was because like, you know the, but it's it was an like, NFL game. But like my point is that people see that, and you know it's a be, you become like this Steeler legend yeah. to, to the fans. And um, so playing for Coach Tomlin, what's he what's he like as a as a leader? Did you have a lot of interaction with him? Honestly, man, one one of my favorite people ever. Like literally. You see somebody like how can you bring that every single day? That's he don't have off day. Mike He's that Tomlin cool every day, every single day. I'm like that's a conscious effort. There's no way. Like what are you doing that you bring that same type of energy? Like everybody, like probably one of the more detail oriented people I've ever seen in my life. The thi- some of the things that he says are just so poignant and ridiculous, ridiculous, oh, yeah. and then like. I had I had season tickets uh, with a friend for the Steelers for two seasons in uh, 2008 and 2009. So I got I got I was at every home game for that Super Bowl run, AFC Championship game, um, and the parade. We were tailgating one day, and um, one of the lots right um, right down the it was like the closest lot to the stadium, not the one that's like right next to the stadium, but you walk up the little hill, and we would see uh, Dan Rooney. Mm-hmm. He would get driven in. But two different times, Coach Tomlin drove in in his Escalade, blacked out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pulled up next to our lot, 
put down the windows was like hey you guys ready for a win today yeah. and just like he would like dude yeah. this is you know we're there at fucking 11 a.m for a four o'clock kickoff or whatever <laughs> yeah. and it's like 9 30 like he's coming through early and like stopping and getting out of the car and going and talking to people he's that guy and like and like he dude i've watched him shake hands with little kids and then go play the Bengals, and it's like he's literally that like guy how, like how can he be that cool yeah. and then he then the stuff that he says like you know like oh in november we're gonna unleash hell like some of these like things that he says and it's like okay you know and like i'll send i'll send daryl stuff all the time of of stuff that tom says and oh yeah when they were like one and four somebody said like are you worried he's like i'm a coach of a one and four football team how do you think i feel yeah yeah like shut up get yo it's really not a facade man he's really that dude and he holds a special place in my heart like strictly all like dude gave me opportunity to feed my family like when like, just to skip training camp a little bit when it's gut check time, like, who's going to make the team, who's not. A uh, guy, Ramon Foster, real good guy. Uh, that's great, my boy. Great uh, bet. Yeah, love him. When I make the team, fast forward, he's like, he pulled me to the side, like, yeah, you know why you're here. I was like, wow. Like, then I, you know, I bust my head. Just like, he's like, look, no, he said, no, you had a hell of a training camp. But the scouts and them, they didn't pick me. Like they was like, no, nah, the big, the big guy, the big guy came to get you. Like no, like like everybody else wanted to go in a different direction. Really? Wow. They was like, nah, I like the, I like the Philly kid. You hungry? You got a motor. And it was like, I'm like, cause like, I still think I had the, I, I had a uh, one of the better training camps, but they got it was money invested in some of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, like so I'm like. So I'm like I'm thinking I'm looking at it like from a logical NFL standpoint, like ah, you're easy to cut. I was easy to Without cut. Question. That's what. That's how they do you. And they that's like how they do you. Like now nah, the big guy picked you. I I got picked over a draft pick, like a third rounder. Yeah. I'm like mm-hmm. I'm like sheesh. Again, this and, then, and I'm going to take a little sidetrack here. Mel Kiper, if you're listening, someday <laughs> I'm going to audit you when I have when I have the time and the resources when I'm you know. I'm going to I'm going to sit there and I'm going to do a 30 year audit on that guy <laughs> and I'm going to say this is what you said and this is where they went and mm-hmm. then this is where they were 2 years after and and I want to put him I want to put all those guys on blast because as as experts as some of these media people that you guys mm-hmm. may be watching you know when you actually have an opportunity to sit down and talk to these guys like yourself mm-hmm. it's between the ears and what happens the the freak chances that happen that get that maybe this happens so that you have an opportunity here in tampa or you get an opportunity in pittsburgh like it's so much to do with like preparation skills are you are you intelligent versus like you're 40 and you're you're fucking (laughs) shuttle cone drill like they don't they don't know anything like they know as little probably as i do is bad evaluating these guys bad like when i when i see like like then you're the you're, just, you're a quote unquote expert at this, mm-hmm. right? I was like, I'm like, yeah, you know, when the undrafted free agent guy gets gets two reps to make a play happen, and the first, second, third rounder gets eight, nine reps, he 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 probably should eventually make that play. I was like, but granted, those guys put their work in, and they they I never take anything away from like you're a first round draft pick, you bust your ass to get yourself in that position. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope so. So. I can't like, hey, you initially earned that, but I'm coming from a uh, a mentality. Best man, best man plays. Yeah, 
dude broke that down to me, friend of mine's. He was a first rounder years ago. Uh, Sharif Floyd. Uh, oh, I tack- remember him. Tackle for the Minnesota Vikings, my boy. He said, look, these guys need a return on their investment. It don't work that way up here. Just because, like, you edge a guy out, like you're slightly better than him, that's not going to be enough. Like, especially coming from a position you in, like, you really cannot afford to lose reps. You can't do this. You can't do that. And I just had a couple breaks my way during training camp, man, where a couple guys went down to where it wasn't detrimental, but I was forced into not going from three reps of practice to where so many people's down, third team reps, second team reps, half, splitting first team reps. That's because we don't have the people, and they're not going. They're not going to kill the vets. Yeah, vets come out like, oh snap, he got a he got a bucket though. he got a bucket hat on with some sneaks. I'm like, oh, he ain't practicing today, but I loved it. People was like worrying about being tired. You can't go. Oh, I'll go for you. That's a guy, uh, uh, a few guys were commending me, man. I'm like. I'm wrapped up, yeah. like both hips, uh, ankle, shoulder. I'm like, you gotta kill me out here. Yeah. Talking to my dad one, like one guy, the one time I'm like, man, we got a two a day today. And this injury, I thought would feel a little bit better. The next day, hey pop, I don't know, I don't know if I can go. He said, listen, if you got anything left, just give it. Just give it. And uh, I got introduced to Tiger Bomb. Oh, yeah. Ooh, Tiger Bomb. <laughs> That'll do it. Ooh. Got introduced to Tiger Bomb, Head man. to toe, baby. Tiger Bomb will do you. <laughs> It'll do you, boy. It'll do you. I was like, man, that got me through a training camp. <laughs> like, And I was wrapped like a mummy. You know, I was wrapped all up. And somehow I pushed through that practice. Coach gave a surprise day off. Oh, my goodness. Brought me all the way back. Finished the training camp strong. Uh, game start, and and I'm out and I'm out playing dudes, man. I'm like, I'm like special teams. I'm I'm getting a tackle with every game, one or two. Um, getting lucky, man. A guy goes down, Baz, you're in there right now. Damn, I go down on kickoff. I wasn't even pulled to play today. Mm-hmm. I go down on kickoff, tackle a guy on the 14 yard line. Like, God, okay, now that shows up, and I, I'm like, I get in the game. This this play it, this play pisses me off to this day, but uh, Mike Tomlin came right back to me. I I played this cover too, absolutely perfect. Put hands on. I'm under the guy. He throws a high ball, but I get up there, and I get two hands on it, and it goes right through. I was like, sheesh. Who threw the ball? Uh, I can't remember. I know Drew Drew was out for a quarter at that point. So I was like, I didn't get the shot. Mm. But I'd, I'd I'd love to go at I'd love to go at you know future Hall of Famer Super Bowl champ Drew Brees is the guy. Uh, it you know that was probably Luke McCown. It probably was. Yeah, it probably was. And and I and I love backup quarterbacks, man. I, yeah. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> so like I put the work in, and I was like, and I didn't get it. And when you do certain plays like that, I'm in the locker room. Everybody's damn near Fuming. out, and I'm still dressed. Mike Tomlin walks me. Per- hey, hey. Ain't going nowhere, man. I'm giving you another shot, man. Calm down. Like, take, and I'm like, it's important, man. Man, missing, that's missing. Intuitive. I, I should. Come like, on. He said, look, yo, you gonna get like. He said, look, I don't want to worry about you was in position to make the play. Yeah. Because it'll be, it would have been a hell of a pick if I'd have finished it all. Hell of a play, how I baited him. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You dress, man. You gonna get another shot? Like, I'm not. Like, I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm pretty much because cut week is the following week. Yeah. I'm, he said, look, I'm giving you another shot. Take it. Yeah. 
And it was cut time. And everybody's everybody's uneasy. Like, people don't even, like, they don't want to talk like, to yo, you. man, um, if you, like, are part of the staff, <laughs> I see him just walk up just to speak to a guy. Like, hey, man, I wanted to talk to you about what you, what you. You don't need my playbook, dude. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like, and you see dudes. I seen a uh, coach, uh, Danny Smith, another amazing guy. I run through a brick wall for that dude. Uh, special teams coach. He stand on the table for his guys. He had a guy, a uh, hell of a um, special teams dude with Shamarco. And they just needed to see him in the, uh, in the training room for a oh, second. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. remember him. Yep. Yeah. He, Free they, safety, right? Yeah. Syracuse? Yeah. see Syracuse? Yeah. They just wanted to see him in the training room for a second. But he's there, and he's number one special teams guy at the time. He's like, yeah, um, dude comes into me, and Shamar go, we need to see you downstairs. He said, where the hell is he going? <laughs> well, he was yeah, like the like, heavy hitter, right? Yeah. Like, he had that reputation yeah, for just destroying yeah, people. Yeah, he, he could put something on you. He get a, he get a whole lot behind that right shoulder. Mm-hmm. I was like, so he did not get, so like, and Danny Smith was like, like they're like, no, hey, coach, coach, he ain't going anywhere. We, he just coming down, man. He got to uh, fill out some paperwork. Just some, and I was like. I said, okay, so if coach rocking with you, he gonna rock with you. I like, yeah. I like, I like that. And it was, and my whole mentality. People, you know, people getting cut left and right. It's that time because at this point, I got cut on the first cut at Tampa Bay, so I don't even know what it's like to be there. This is uncharted waters for you. Yeah, so I'm just like, uh, at this point, I'm like, look, man, I've been cut by two teams. I waited forever for this opportunity. Like, Yo, man, if you gonna cut me, I'm not uneasy. I'm not walking like at this point. The NFL is not this mystical thing to me anymore. I'm like, yo, man, I walking on eggshells for nobody. If you gonna cut me, cut me. Let's make it happen. I know, I know. At this, at this point in training camp, I know I'm having a good training camp. Mm-hmm. I'm like, nah, man, I'm putting my best foot forward. Call my pop. We just talking on my little break. I like. He said, everybody nervous right now. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you hear anything? I'm like, look, all I know is I got practice in an hour. Like, ain't nobody tell me nothing else yet. So, I'm gonna be ready for practice in an hour. If they come out and tell me something else. And they like, well, they got they got to cut a few more people and a few more people, and I sometimes they get a, they got a couple more people at the practice, and I went home, no call, getting ready for game day. I'm like, okay, and then it's that last one was against Carolina, and now the conversation is different. It's only a, only a few people, only a few more people had to leave. Now you got to beat certain people out, and they're like. Uh, these you got talk to this person about where you're gonna live, where you're gonna. St- I'm like, so okay, this is what the conversation is like. If you're getting ready to transition, you're still not out yet, mm-hmm. but this is this is part of the transition. And I go out, I just text, uh, you know, I used to have to call everybody individually, but now you know, iPhone, we got all group, types of group messages and everything. <laughs> and I just, I just, I just text my, uh, I just text the whole fam again. It's like, uh, like once again, it's on. It was like that was like one of our little songs from uh, Jay Z and Benny Siegel. I just text him like, "Yo, once again, it's on." Like, and we going and let's rock. And I need the only person I like to talk to. I text my sister. She the only one I, I really want to hear it from. That's like my, that's my dog. So once I hear it, she be like, "Yo, go get it." And I knew it was gonna be a day. I come. I was feeling good. Opening kickoff, I go make the tackle. Let's go. I was like, "All right, bet let's go." And then like. I, I can't be stopped on a gunner that time. Didn't get stopped once. Then I'm playing good on the defensive side of the ball. I sniff out a screen. I'm just like, at the end of this, I'm like, I could deal with this. If you if you let me go now, I could deal with this. I'm like, I don't mind. I put well, my you made it forward. And we made it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And now 
now that's a transition because now everybody's gone. Now it's the building's not so packed anymore. Locker room's half empty. I'm like, mm-hmm. holy. So, like, now you start to get the uh, – now people know you on a first-name basis. Like, going to get my breakfast the next morning. Hey, Hodge, how you doing? Like, I didn't even know the dudes that were cooking the food even knew my name. But, like, now it gets so – like, you see it get a lot more personable. Right. Because like, it's like – because well, like, they know, yeah, yeah, they know. Like, you, okay, you can stick around for a little while, and I'm, and now, Pittsburgh, they pride themselves on their practice squad. I've seen certain people on practice squad, and it's like you're there, but you're a reserve. They're not kind of you're not really being prepared to like take those steps forward. Maybe like it's like it's a select few teams that like, I yo they put their practice squad to work, and Tomlin comes to us ten guys, ten of us, like. We're going to ask. Like, we're going to ask to pull from this group real soon. Like, we always have to. I don't know when it's going to be, but you guys better stay ready. And I just kept putting it in, kept putting it in. Uh, An injury happens, but it's not that significant to where it's though. Like, I think they come to me. It's like rumors going around. A couple of the vets like, yo, man, they looking at you. You need to stay on your shit. And I'm like, I go out. Uh, they like, we're going to ask you to cover A.B. today. Where that 23? I had to be Joe Hayden. And coach come to me right before it. Like, yo, Baz, I've been here a long time. Now, 84 going to do one of two things. This is Joe Hayden talking to you? Nope. Uh, I had to wear a 23 because okay. we were about to play them soon. Or, uh, or oh, This is before Hayden was on the team, right? Yeah, it's before Hayden was on the team. So, so you were you were scout. You were I being a scout, scout Joe Hayden. Whichever corner, like that was like my job. Me and A.B. had a thing. So whoever was guarding him, I would look at the number one corner and check out his tendencies and try to give him that. So you give him like a scouting yeah. report. So and try to give him that look. And so I had that jersey on. It's like, yo, we see how you did on uh you got you got eighty four this week. He says, I've been here a long time. Eighty four gonna do one of two things. He's gonna help you keep your job or he's gonna make you lose it really fast. So come play today. And we had practice. And the one thing I get always gave A B for a superstar, oh, he coming every day. I don't care who you is. Every single day, dude works his ass off. They had to take him out. They had to take him out for him not to go as hard. Like So I come out, man, do a decent job on AB. What's that like? Uh, like does, is, it, is it in your head like, holy shit, this is AB, or are you just like, all right, I got to work? Got to work. Cause I like, just a man. I feel like I have been, yeah, I'm, I'm huge on that, man. Dude puts his pants on, he bleeds like I do. Like, well, you got some size. I would imagine you got some size on him, though. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, I I just start I start working all those techniques I learned over the years. Been at the end of the day, I'm like, this field is a hundred yards. Let's mm. play ball. I'm like, I'm not. At this point, I didn't win again. I didn't win against him a few times. Like, look, man, I'm a professional. I've, I I still believe like I could go with the best of them. And after that day, one of the assistants come by. Uh, they're like, yo, man. Uh, Coach like the way you handled yourself out there, man. You're gonna be on 84 the rest of the season. I'm like, I mean, that's a good sign. I'm like, yeah. so like now, every day, man, I'm just working at I'm working against 84, 84. So I'm like, and I'm watching him slaughter guys on Sunday. And I'm giving him more work than I see the uh than I see the actual competition get yeah. starting corners out there on the team. So I'm like, I'm like, it ain't no way you get time. Let's let's go play ball. And don't get don't, don't get it twisted. He got his fair share of wins. 
but I got my fair share of wins as well. So, like, good dude, man, he pulled me to the side, like, yo, man, if you ever get your shot, man, you can do some work in this league. You, like, you do this, you do that. I started to get gain that confidence. Like, once I seen the respect level go up for me, once, like, I'm like, like, we're, I'm trying to make it off the practice squad, and I'm like, damn, okay, one pick on Ben. Damn, two picks on Ben like against AB, and I'm like, and I'm really starting to put this thing in, and the confidence is finally, like, my confidence was always there, but it was more, it was more angry that you thought I couldn't, like, now it's more loose, and like, man, it's football, I do this, I've been playing since I was nine, like, and you can see my game finally starting to come out, and as soon as I got comfortable, man, you know, yeah, we bumping you up this week. We ain't going to need you to come in at 6 in the morning. You come in when the vets come in, and you're going to do this and you're going to do that. Like, call my pop. Yeah, we got the Jets this week. He's like, I already know. He'll be playing. I'm like, nah, we got the Jets this week, man. I'm up. We going to – and he didn't even – I think he uh, – It was. I think it was tight at that time, and he didn't even pay the mortgage. He's like, yeah, I'm paying. Yeah, we, we, on a, we on our way up there. Like, we going to – like, we – we dropping everything, man. We using everything we got to get out there to get everybody yeah, tickets and everything like that. And it was just uh and the great thing about that, I I've never been in a position to give my dad uh money before. He he but he busts his ass. Like he 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 does his thing, man. One of the best dudes I know provided for us like no other. Eleven of us? I'm like, yeah, so he he did his thing. So when I could like when I could turn around and be like, like, don't worry about it. Whatever you kicked out. I'm gonna give it right back to you. I was like, "Holy shit!" Like, for me, like it made me. That was like one of the more proud moments of my life, and it had nothing to do with the money. That just I could, I, I just feel what it's like just to do somewhat of what he did for us mm-hmm. growing up. Just like, I'm like, man, it was a good feel. And then we never looked back. Then it was like a roller coaster that year, man. Like, dudes get healthy. Like, man, like you're not playing bad, but we trusted the guy. He's a, I was like, so now it's that up and down roller coaster type of thing, and then I'm going back and forth from practice squad 53, practice squad 53, and then we do this, we do the same thing. I go down to the practice squad, they be like, yeah, you probably be back up next week. Before they could bring me back up, out of nowhere, Houston Texans grab me. I was like, holy! I was like, so what do I do? Can I? Just? Like, nah, got leave. <laughs> you wanted to stay, huh? It's like, so I was like, I'm like. You serious? I'm like, God damn. I'm like, I, I wasn't. You, you would have rather have waited for them to resign you than go to Houston. Yeah, at, at the time, it was yeah. just like, it was just so. Houston called me like, yeah, man, we're going to fly you out. And I was like, oh, I got to get some, I got to get my affairs. You know, I wasn't used <laughs> to this part of the game. Like, I didn't know. Yeah. Like, it, 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 man, I, I'm like, you got to be a professional about stuff and like, and you get used to. You probably just figured out what you like at Permani Brothers. Now exactly. they're sending you to barbecue. Like, so, yeah. so I'm like, so I'm like, you know, you, you I get a date of myself. I'm like, okay, boom. All right, strap in this football. It's the league. It's the league. Let's do it. Roll right out. And, like, I never forget. And like, I, I don't throw many off-the-record conversations out there. And it's not and it's not even a bad one. I know Mike Tomlin said, like, I hate to see you leave. But if we ever get a chance, an opportunity to come for us to do business again, I'm going to come get you. I never forget. I go to Houston for two and a half, three weeks, and one of their guys come back. Say like, "Yo, man, we just going, we just going to prepare you for next season, man. Our guy going to finish out the season, and everything." I'm like, "I'm like, cool. It's not, it's not, not an issue, man. Like at this point, I'm used to the roller coaster." 
soon as they put me down, sure enough, the Pittsburgh Steelers called me again and come get me. I was like, that dude is a man of his word. I was like, and then I'm back in. It was just so weird. I'm like, does this, does this happen like every day? I'm like, the NFL is a weird place, man. Yeah, man. It's a it's a weird place. It's it's a weird business where I mean, like I said, it's part it's part entertainment, it's part sport, but it's all business. It's crazy. And anytime you have that, you know, where that where that's the bottom line, that's you're gonna have uh, have an interesting ride. It's crazy. And then I I come right back and I jump out, have a have a good week of practice. Like yeah. Yeah, Baz, you getting a, no, you get you getting a hat this Saturday. You gonna get some play time. Let's go, and that's the uh, that's the game we beat the Ravens to get into the playoffs. AB yep. does the stretch out, the stretch, yep. And I'm I'm like, and now I'm in a wild card game against the Dolphins. Negative four degrees. I run down, punch punch a ball out. I get my first forced fumble. Get a turnover in the playoffs. It's it's like okay, now this thing. It's That's how you do it. Yeah, I'm you like, stack yeah. one thing after another. I'm, I'm fine. Daryl tells me all the time, man, it's a game of attrition. Definitely, yeah. definitely. And, and, and you know, man, uh, to to wrap it up here, I think that's a great a great way to wrap it up and hold us for part two because we're we're definitely gonna have to have you back on no, and get yeah. into all the all the off the field stuff. But you know, Hodge, today today's the first time I met you. Um, you know, we, we were playing some Call of Duty, we were playing some Street Fighter, hanging oh, yeah, out, baby. cutting it up with the dude. House of dude. And uh, you know, man, it just it just goes to show you, man, like you like you said to call back before talking to strangers and putting yourself out there uh you, you might have more in common with people than you than you think it's crazy and uh it's been really cool to to hear all this you know not only as a fan of the Steelers but just a fan of sport and um I'm, I I really and Daryl could tell you and I'm not just saying this because you're sitting here mm-hmm. it, it means a lot to me number one to have you over over to the house so thank you for coming I appreciate uh, that, thank you for coming on our show yeah. and uh for sharing this stuff with with our audience and and uh, all the young athletes and, and young performers out there who are looking to get themselves to the 1% like you did in, in their given field. Um, but to be so transparent about your your upbringing and, and the difficulties of the business side of the NFL is really cool, and, and I, I really appreciate it. It means a lot to me personally. Oh, so man, thank you very much for sharing that. Thank you, man. Sincerely. And, uh, appreciate it. And like I said, brother, we're going to have you back on. And, I would love uh, to, man. We'll, like- uh, we'll do it again soon. Yes, sir. All right, we'll see you guys next week.